Well, that was hard. It was hard, huh? That, 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 that bit I can't slaps. understand it and I still feel it. Yeah. That bit slaps, bro. <laughs> Slapper. That shit hard, bro. That shit hard, bro. That shit hard, bro. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a fucking slapper, bro. <laughs> that's a bop right that's there. That's a bop. <laughs> it's a K pop. I'm ready. <laughs> Eddie is now SpongeBob. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. We're ready? Yeah. We're good to go? Yeah, we're good to go. <laughs> Don't put that shit on the intro, okay? <laughs> I'm sure you... <laughs> Morning, Sean. Morning, Eddie. How you doing today? We're here and we're doing it. What are we doing? We're we're talking about the lover. What lover? The the lover archetype. That sounds hot. Ah, it's too intimate for me. It sounds hot. <laughs> I'm hot right now. Can I have a little bit of your it's drink? It's cold in here, bro. It's cold. No. You want me really. to hold you? <laughs> you want to be close lovers? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're just two heterosexual life mates. And this is what happens when we get together. You know, it's normal. Normal things. Normal main stuff. So, Sean, what day is today? Today's Sunday, huh? Today's Sunday. I'm sleepy, man. Me too. It's eight in the, I mean, nine in the morning. We're about to record. Or episode number... Four? Five. Five? Number five. Number five. Number five. Man, we're doing it. Yeah. This shit is... Number five. Hell yeah. I heard people want like the archetype talks. They really like the warrior. Yeah. The warrior talk. I'm sure they're gonna like the ma- magician, magician. Yeah. So I'm far, so good. Yeah, everything is going great. So yeah, guys, today we're gonna talk about the lover archetype. Now, do you have any idea what the lover archetype is, Sean? Oh man, the lover archetype is just a little too emotional for me. Too emotional? Yeah. Why is that? <laughs> uh, you know, it's the archetype of emotion, in my opinion. Uh, connecting with your your feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, being passionate about things. That sounds gay. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Living in the moment. Right. Appreciating the now. Okay. Intimacy, relationships. Uh, spirituality, it's mm. all in the lover, man. Okay. It's all in the lover. Covers a pretty big base. Lover. Wow, 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 Well, I want to start with a quote. It says, spread love wherever you go. Let no one ever come to you without leaving happier. Ever. Ever. Who mother Mother Teresa. Whose mother was she? Mother Teresa. You know who Mother Teresa is? Whose mother was she? Did she, she wasn't even a... she did she even have kids? No. I mean she had a lot of like she helped a lot of people, so I guess those are her kids. Who'd she help? 
community. Indian, like communities. Give me some names. Indian communities. <laughs> Not like native Indians, but like from India. Okay. He converted a lot of people into Catholicism. Mother Teresa did? Mother Teresa, yeah. She was an Indian Catholic? No. Uh, dude, I don't, I, don't, I don't know the whole story. <laughs> I just know she did a lot of good stuff for the church. All right. Well, that's we're good, not talking about religion, okay? That's a good quote, dude. Yeah, I mean, we're that's not talking about quote. religion. I'm just saying, like, it's a good quote because it talks about don't, don't, don't start. <laughs> I was hateful yesterday. I'm gonna be hateful today, <laughs> dude. You were real hateful yesterday. I don't know why, man. Honestly, I don't know why. Every single thing like was taking me, and I wasn't trying to be like an asshole, but well, I don't know why, man. I, I just wanted to pinch you. Yeah, and just. Ah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut up, you big duty head. You you big dummy. You big stupid head. <laughs> Tell my mom. <laughs> well, I like that quote because uh yeah, it's a good quote. It's a lot about like self selfless love. And that's what a good lover is. Somebody right. that is selfless, like just loves because he wants to love. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's not going to waste his love on people that doesn't want to be loved. But at the same time, he doesn't hate right. those people. He just sees things for what they are and don't let emotions basically make him irrational. Yeah. Our goals for today podcast, understand what the lover archetype is. Number two, why is it important for a man to exercise the lover archetype? And number three, understand the feminine side of men. Do you have any more that you want to give to the people? Did you say the shadow? Oh, and understand the shadow. Yeah. The shadow lover. Understand the shadow lover. Uh, What the shadow lover is, there's two two types of shadow lovers, which basically connect to each other. But it's the addictive lover and the passive lover. And of course, those are the immature lovers. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, Sean, what is... I mean, you already said what the lover archetype is for you. Now yeah. I'm going to read what I found out on the internet, you know, on those links. Seems reliable. Yeah. I mean, it's Google, okay. you know, everything. On, I mean, it's actually Wikipedia, so everything on Wikipedia is reliable, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody knows this, right? Yeah. Wikipedia is a trusted news site. Right. Okay. Oh, did you check out the link I sent you from RaptureReady.com? No, but I saw that q and <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're talking about conspiracies today. What is the lower archetype? If you're looking for the lower archetype definition, the lower archetype represents play and sensual pleasure. They like to live in the moment and are appreciative of physical environment. They try to be more attractive physically and emotionally. They crave intimacy and enjoy being in a relationship with people. The lover archetype is also known as a friend, spouse, team builder, partner, and sensualist. Yeah. And a lot of people are going to think that the lover archetype only means like a sexual relationship. Nope. You know, like a like a marriage or right. something like that. But a, a relationship is literally with anybody. Exactly. So including that, a relationship with your spiritual side, nature, you know, I mean, literally a relationship pertaining to anything and surrounding with, you. And with that being said, there's different types of love. Right. According to the Greeks. Yeah. 
So we have Philia, which is affection and love. A love that runs deep into friendships. Philia? Philia. Hmm. So that's friendship love. Okay. Then we have, I guess I'm going to say this word really bad, but it's a storage. Familiar love. What is it? The storage. E S T O R E. Storage. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Which I've is. I've never heard any of these. These are these are cool. Really? Yeah. Those were in the video. You didn't watch the video, huh? I didn't get a video. <laughs> <laughs> storage. Nobody sent me a video. Talking about discipline. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have the same questions written down from last Sunday. So storage, familiar love. You were supposed to do your research. I did. I didn't watch a video. I'm though. just kidding, dude. So storage, familiar love. Love of the children, childhood, and childhood friends. So basically just your family, kids, and stuff like that. Right. Then we have pragma. Pragma is enduring love. So mature love that has endured for decades. Right. So it's like old people, old couples. and Or like, yeah. Yeah. You know. And then we have Eros. Eros. Yeah. Which is a romantic love. Personal infatuation showing passion. So what that means is basically sexually and erotic, right. all those things. <laughs> then we have Lurus. Playful love. Is the beginning stages of intimate love. So once you start on it's the like, talking stages of like, like dating. The puppy dog face. Exactly. Yeah. The honeymoon stage. Then we have mania, which is obsessive love, which is possessiveness or madness over a partner, mm-hmm. which that's the immature part of the right. lover. Trying to be uh, possessive. Exactly. Controlling. Now, I'm pretty sure I'm going to murder this word too, which is philautia, which is self-love. What is it? Philautia. P-H-I-L-A-U-T-I-A. Okay. See, these words, I wouldn't even be able to pronounce these words. No. So. so I'm Mexican, so bear with me. <laughs> English is my second language. Philotia, self-love. Empathetic way of loving oneself and others. So I think this is the one that is the most important one of all of, all of them. Right. And then agape, selfless love. Empathetic way of loving oneself and others again. Mm-hmm. So those are the type of loves according to the Greeks, like different types of loves. And I mean, according to psychology, and those are the ones that we go for. Now, with that being said, Sean, do you think men and women can be friends? Man, I think there's got to be some serious um, I think like 99% of the time, probably not. Mm-mm. It's There's got to be a very good reason does that make sense yeah so in order for men and women to be friends they have to be they're going to school together having the same classes right work together have business together like having a specific goal that is more than i'm interested in you or i like you right there there's got to be a definite line of like being attracted to them exactly because if if you've got like, I've got shit. I mean, growing up, I had a lot of female friends, but of course, there was always like 
the intent in the back mm-hmm. of my mind, you know, like craving their attention and stuff like that. But now I think I've got like three friends that are girls and like not attracted to them. Like, and that's been, that's been resolved from the get go. I'm, but I think you know that I, mean? I have more of a, I wouldn't say that I'm not attracted, but I know my intentions. Right. But I try not to spend a lot of time with them because, I mean, yeah. there is no point. Like, I will talk to girls. Yeah. But not in a way that I want to be friends with them. Right. If that makes sense. See, it's like, not that I hate girls. It's just that I know myself. Yeah. And if I found someone and someone attractive, mm-hmm. I mean, my intentions are going to change from just being friends to right. wanting to have a relationship with those people. Right. So to me, it's just like there's no point for me to be friends with women if my intention is different. Right. Unless in a workplace or stuff like that that I'm saying. I mean, yeah, I have friends at my workplace. Right. I'm not attracted to them. It's just that we work together and we have that friendship. Right. So I think that's a good thing for men to understand that most of the time we can be friends. Right. There's no no reason for us to be friends. A while back, Steve Harvey made a really good point about that. He was talking about how he intentionally doesn't have female friends because he can't have female friends Mm -hmm. he's like first of all it's a disservice to my wife because men can't be friends with women without wanting something more even if it's even if it's a point zero 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 one percent chance it still gives that guy a little bit of hope you know what i mean yeah i mean it's it's really wild but i mean it's literally how we are wired exactly we are wired to mate so you know what i mean so what that's what the friend zone uh, phrase comes on, you know, you're in the friend zone, you're being friend zoned by a girl, right? Because well, I mean, that's that's the girl drawing the line, but yeah, but that's what I'm saying, that's what you're getting yourself into, right? Yeah, like at the end of the day, if you're attracted to somebody, you don't want to be friends, right? You know, you want something more, yeah, of course, you're gonna develop a friendship, yeah, but with the means of getting somewhere else, but that's why you have to be direct, that's why you have to be mature. Right. Being the lover, transmitting your intentions yeah. to where you want. Because if you're not direct, that's where the shadow lover comes in. Right. The addictive lover and the passive lover. Mm-hmm. So it's immature. Why? Because if I have the intentions to be with you as a mature lover, I'm going to tell you what's up. Right. But as an immature lover... I'm just going to be like, oh, you know, you're so pretty. You want to be my friend. Let's go out to eat. Let's do this. Let's do that. Waste my whole time. Waste my money. Waste Mm -hmm. everything. Just for you to find somebody that is going to be good for you because I was too passive. Which, by no means, this is women's fault. No. This is men's fault. Yeah. You're putting yourself in that situation. Yeah, by not being straightforward and direct and honest. Exactly. Yeah. Because if you like a girl, go talk to her. And I'm, I mean, guys, I... I struggle with this stuff too. So. Yeah. But the thing is, like, if you really like somebody, go talk to her. What's the worst thing that is going to happen? Say no. Right. You already know that. So might as well just take the chance and, and go do it. Right? Mm-hmm. So be direct. Be more mature with your lover energy because otherwise it's going to get you to the friend zone. Right. And we know that when you get when you get to the friend zone, there is no action. And I'm not talking just about sex. I'm talking about a relationship. Right. A loving, uh, a loving relationship. Well, there is the eros type of relationship you're looking for. Mm-hmm. 
So I hope that's clear. Uh, most of the time, we can be friends. Yeah. There is no reason for us to be friends. And if we want to develop a relationship, let's be straightforward. Right. Let's be mature about it. I mean, dude, like, my two closest friends are females. But, I mean, like, with one, I actually dated one. Mm-hmm. We went on three dates. And, I mean, that that was the beginning intention. You know what I mean? Like, was to go on dates or whatever. And then over the course of, like, three or four dates, it was, like, very apparent that there was no actual energy there. And it was like, well, I mean, we are cool hanging out. Like, that's fine. Like, and there's no temptation whatsoever, right. you know? And, like, and now she, like, hangs out with me, my wife, my kid. Like, totally fine there. My best friend, Samantha, that was nipped in the butt a long time ago. I've known her for, like, 15 years. You know yeah. what I mean? At this point, like, I mean, we've lived together. You know what I mean? And wasn't a problem then. I'm friends with, I'm good friends with. Uh, the husband. Her boyfriend. The boyfriend. Yeah. Who's the dad of her kid. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we're good friends. Like, we text a few times a week. I just made him a training plan. Like, I help him out whenever. He helps me out whenever. And, like, that's fine. But, like, at this point, like, it's like family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And but of course, whenever everything started, the intention was there. Yeah. But that was also you know 15 years ago whenever I was a teenager. Yeah. So it's very it's a it's a very tricky line mm-hmm. to even go near. So you have to know your intentions. And that's a that it's you, a little easier as an adult. Because now that you mentioned that, because like I have a friend that I've been friends with her from since like middle school. Yeah. And I love her. Like, she's one of my bestest friends, you know? Yeah. She just got married yesterday. I was supposed to go to Mexico for the wedding and stuff, but yeah. my dumbass didn't put the time to put the pass- get my passport on time. Right. So, and with COVID, Isn't that crazy getting you behind. have to get a passport? Yeah. To, to go, go to, to my own country. Yeah. I'm a fucking citizen <laughs> there, too. But, uh... I mean, I love her, dude. She's she's one of my best friends. I'm, I'm always going to, like... Like, really, I have a selfless love for her because there is no attraction. I can say that she's beautiful. Yeah. She's a really attractive woman. I agree. And when I met her, I had the intention to be with her. Right. But nothing happened. And we became best friends. Yeah. You know? And it was because he was in a school setting where we see each other every day. We will talk, this and that, blah, blah, blah. So we just developed a really great friendship, which now that I'm in the U.S. and she's in Mexico, we still talk. Well, once in a while. She yeah. invited me to her wedding. I was excited. Like I said, it didn't happen. But at the same time, it's just like I respect her husband. Right. And I respect him because of her. And I know he's a great guy because I see how he treats her. And I'm happy for her. Yeah. You know? So what I'm saying with this, it has to be... It goes with the Israel There's like where he developed. Really... It's really down to circumstance. Exactly. But if you just want to go out of your way to meet a girl and be friends... It's not going to work because right. that, those intentions, like, let's be real. Let, yeah. Let's be real. You I mean, like, you might, you might make a friend at work or whatever, and then you're like, hey, like, we should go out for drinks. Like, exactly. That just turned into something different. Exactly. <laughs> you know what so, I mean? There is a different like, intention there. So, guys, be careful with that. Be, be, be honest with yourselves. Yeah. Because, honestly, we can't be friends. Yeah. And there's no way. Unless the setting is appropriate to, be, to have a friendship. Yeah. So you just like, got to be open and honest from the get-go. Even if you're not sure that you like them, mm-hmm. be like, I am attracted to you. Exactly. Like, I'm not trying anything. 
But like, I want you to know, I'm yeah. attracted to you. Like, and just being honest, man, because I feel like the lover, since is the most, uh, I will say, is the feminine side, feminine side of the males, right, or men. And by saying that it's irrational, I don't mean any offense or being offensive against women or the feminine side. No. But we know the emotional side is yeah. more irrational. Yeah. So it, le- when it, comes it leads to with the, the feelings instead of the mind. Exactly. So <laughs> when you're controlled by your emotions and your feelings, then your brain is not functional. Right. Because you're not thinking with logic. You're just thinking with your emotions. Right. So again, no offense to women, no offense to no offense to the feminine side. It's just what it is. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, that's where not being a really well. Before we get into that, we're forgetting the traits. So do you get the okay. traits of the lover? Yeah. So um, all right. So passionate, emotionally in tune. Spontaneous, enthusiastic, forgiving, dreamers, imaginative, uh, youthful, and generally their self-esteem is associated with the quality of the relationships. Okay. Not necessarily codependently. Right. But like how many relationships they have. If they're in fights, usually, you know what I mean? Like if they have like a dispute. They have those healthy relationships. Yeah. And they can... Yeah, they uh, really cling. They really cling to their to their people, right? right. right. So, with that being said, uh, you have to really exercise those traits and understand the traits really good. Because right. if you don't understand what a good lover is, again, you go to the shadow lover, and mm-hmm. it's just not a good deal from there. And with those traits, if you can see, everything has to do with emotion, creativity, like dreaming. Like you and understanding your emotions exactly. So when I was going with the feminine side is, if you don't understand your feelings or what you're feeling at the moment, and you let that feeling control you, that's when shit goes out. Right. Let's say like anger. You know, if you know you're feeling angry at the time, be be uh, be present in the moment. Figure it out. What's making you mad? Take a second. Step back from the situation right. before you say something or act on it and do something that is going to make things worse. Worse, Right. If you feel sad, instead of just like victimizing yourself, think about where the sadness is coming from. And if it's a moment that you really need to cry, cry. There's no problem with crying. Right. You know, if you have to cry, cry. If you have to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. If you have whatever you need to do, just be mindful of what's going on, why the situation is that you're feeling that sadness, right? and deal with it. Don't just hide it. Don't just go smoke weed. Don't just go drink. Don't, don't just go like watch porn and all this stuff. Like Really, really like, what's going on? What's happening? Because that's the only way that that's been in tune with your... Emotions that's been right. in tune with nature, that's been in tune with what's going around. And for every feeling or for every emotion, you just have to like step back, see the situation, what's going on, and manage from that. Mm-hmm. 
Don't let just the emotion like, oh, I'm just so pissed off right now. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Oh, I'm so sad right now. Oh, fuck, Lord, you know, my life is shit. But like, no. Take a second. Okay, what's going on? Well, this happened. Okay. And ask yourself, is it a good situation for me to cry? Yeah. Then I'm going to cry. Is it a good situation for me just to go to my room and meditate or do whatever I need to do to get over that feeling? Go do it. But don't mask it. Don't put an addiction uh, in front of it, which does the shadow lover, the addictive lover, Mm -hmm. and the passive lover. And I can relate with those two just based on personal experience because I was both at the same time. So one of the things that I deal with as a mental health issue is codependency. Now, there is no real... There is no real, um, how can I say this, definition to what codependency is. Everybody goes through it in different ways or experiments codependency in different ways. Just because the codependency is developed depending on the situation that you lived as a kid. Right. But I have some uh, definitions. So codependent, a person who doesn't feel worthy of help, yet help others at the expense of themselves. A person who confuses enabling, fixing, needing, as rescuing love. Then I have the other one is codependent. A person who was raised by those in denial of their own truth. A person who lacks the ability to love, honor, hear, understand, value, and connect with the divine self. So as myself being codependent and being the immature lover... And not being in tune with my emotions and uh, really what was going on with me is just like as a kid, I learned that whatever was going on with me, it didn't matter. So it was not important to people. So if it's not important to people, then I'm not important. And growing up like that, it just made me realize that I had to do things or I have to be the clown or I have to be the funny guy or I have to be do things so I could get the love from people. I have to beg for that love. Because right. I wasn't worth it. I mean, if my own dad doesn't love me the way I am, who the fuck is going to love me? Nobody. So I have to do all these things to beg for the love. And that's where uh, the passive aggressiveness or being the passive lover is. Because since you don't have self-love, I mean, it's like money. If you don't have money, how do you expect to help people that need money? Right. Right. So if I don't have, if I don't love myself, how do I expect to love other people, or for other people to love me? So I guess what I'm trying to say with this is like work on your self love first, if you want to ro- like love other people, like really have a connection with other people that really have friendships. And I'm not saying that it has to be perfect because nothing has to be perfect, but like working on it, like really develops yourself, and then you can start. The more the more that you love yourself, the more your personal relationships work and yeah. become more stronger because at this point you're not begging. You're coming as who you are mm-hmm. and people are seeing that instead of like they seeing a mask and they're, they're like, no, you're just fake. So I'm just going to walk away. They're like, okay, this guy is actually being himself. Right. So I can actually have a connection with, with them. I mean, I don't know your experience with the shadow lover. Uh, I mean, I guess it was probably kind of along the same lines as yours. 
because like growing up I was just like the fat kid you know so like any chance I got I was the funny guy I still am the funny guy I just enjoy humor too much now you know (laughs) but it's like but it's like I have to be uh like getting attention from people Mm -hmm. because I felt like people always look down on me I guess so I was always looking for attention, especially from females, because mm-hmm. I always was rejected by everybody. So um, I, th- I think a lot of it was was just like, I guess it was kind of like, um, I don't know if it would be active or passive. I mean, really, because I don't, I don't know that I did it on purpose, but I know that. I mean, it's not something that you do on purpose because you're not <clears throat> thinking about it. And that's right. another thing that I found out because like your self image is really important as a kid. Yeah. And as a teenager, more as a teenager, because I remember the, like, I was like, I, I, I've always been big bum. I'm always been a big kid. But when I was in middle school, in my teenage years, even like high school, my dad put this image on me that I was a super fat. And growing up with that thing on your head that you're the fat kid and you're the fat kid, and especially coming from your dad, I mean, it, I guess he created an image on me that every time that I see myself in the mirror, I just saw a fat guy. But now that I look back into my old pictures, Dude, I was as skinny as my brother. I was, I mean, I'm, I'm not like, not as skinny as him, but I was skinny. Right. I wasn't as big as I'm right now. I was actually skinny. And when I look at the pictures, it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't see myself. I don't understand how I couldn't see myself differently. Right. From who I was to who I think I was, because I was so disconnected of what was the reality. So it's not something that you do on purpose. Yeah. It's just something that you're programmed to think. I mean, like, I mean, I, I was put down so much that, like, I eventually just started making myself the butt of the joke. And so, like, I guess that was kind of purposeful. But it was like, oh, well, like, if I make jokes about myself, they won't do it. And then everybody, yeah. everybody laughs. It's a win-win. You yeah. Know? Like, let's just do it that way. And then literally, I don't, I think I probably had, like, three guy friends and the rest of them were females. Like, I was friends with all the females. Every one of them. And that's the thing, like, that's the biggest thing because, like, basically, you're, uh, as a man, your first love is your mother. Right. And as a female, your first love is your dad. And if you didn't really receive those love or if it was, like, an immature love or, like, something, things happened, then you're craving that attention from. I don't necessarily think that that happened to me, but I I really honestly don't know what it was because, like, I did get a lot of love growing up, but... I don't know. I think it was more of like a self-esteem problem mm-hmm. than than like a trauma or a, yeah, than like a trauma or dependency. Like you know, mm-hmm. I think it was more of a self-esteem thing. Because like whenever it came to me, like, and I guess that's when like feminization of men started. Because like back then when I was in middle school, they had like all these love songs and stuff, and you were supposed to be like the romantic type of guy and blah blah blah. Yeah, but like. Only got me or only got some of my friends that we were doing the same things. It was just friend zone. 
friend zone. Yeah. You know, you're a great guy, but I don't see you like that. You're a great person, but I don't see you like that. You're this, but I don't see you like that. And you try to do so much of what you're supposed to or taught. Yeah. That is good. That I was simping a lot, dude. Like, it was just a lot of, like, simping. Just yeah, for sure. Of, and I didn't realize this till basically, what, like, two years ago? Yeah. When I started realizing that simping and begging and doing all those things is not really... I think for me, because I married my high school sweetheart, mm -hmm. right? But she was also, like, my first real girlfriend. So I think for me, like... That um, helped a little bit, mm -hmm. but at the same time, like I still had those problems and I was still searching elsewhere, if you know what I mean. Right. Like I was still like trying to get attention from other girls mm -hmm. while we were dating and, you know, stuff like this. And um, like that never really stopped until, oh, shit, I don't know. Probably, like, until I realized that it was, like, a problem problem. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, after I kind of had to come clean about it, and I realized that it was a problem, and I was like, yeah, that's that's not, you know, that's, that's not all right. right. You know? So, I think, I think it helped my self-esteem a lot, but at the same time, like, it didn't get rid of that, uh, that habit of like searching for more attention. You right. Know what I mean, and then of course, after my marriage and whenever I was single, I did it a lot. Like I started doing it again because I was like, I started feeling at this point, I, it definitely was more active. It was definitely more addictive because it was more, I know I look good now and I know the people that rejected me in high school or any other part of my life like I know now that they mm -hmm. think I look good too and now I'm gonna ask them out and get the yes and then I'm just not going to do anything about it you know what I mean and like that, that yeah dude, like I went around deliberately asking for yeses yeah and when I would get them I'd be like fuck you <laughs> you, yeah. know, you know what I mean yeah. like it's a terrible fucking thing but like and that's why like eventually like I just I just like stopped because I was like Yeah, it's not cool, and I don't really get anything from it. Well, that's <laughs> kind of, that's, that's how I figured out my own my own. Uh, I just realized it was kind of like an empty feeling. Yeah, you know? that's how I figured out my bullshit because like I was looking for wifey on all these apps. Yeah, but at the same time I was looking for pussy, you know. So I was like, "Well, you cannot be looking for wifey if you're looking for other stuff," you know. Right. So for me, it was just like, "Well, no, I can, and I can, and I will," you know. If somebody's easy enough to like open their legs up and let me in, I will. I don't care. But then, me being so addictive to that sexual uh, interaction, I will actually, like, be so... Well, let me explain. This is what I learned, okay? You know how women say, oh, I don't do this all the time, or... Yeah. Right? You hear that before, right? Mm. I'm not like this. Yeah, you are. And this is something that guys need to, need to understand. Like, men, understand this. The right man... Well, let me rephrase that. Women will break the rule for the right man. What I mean with that is... When they found the alpha, 
or the one that makes them feel tingles down there, they will break that rule and they will fuck that guy the same night that they went out. And they will hit you with, I don't do this often, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm, I'm sure a lot of us heard, heard that before. Just like the guy exactly. who finds a slutty girl will definitely fuck her. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? If given the opportunity. Exactly. So what I'm saying with this, and this is not to, like, talk shit about women, but it's just, like, when I heard that and I learned that, to me it was just, like, if you don't fuck me on the first night, then that, that means that you're not attracted to me. So that would break, that would actually like really break good relationship with good women. Right. Because of me being so attached to this idea. Yeah. I'm not the right alpha for you then, fuck you, you're not attracted to me. And then I have women that I was like, oh shit, like it's going to happen. Yes. (laughs) But what I'm saying with this is just like, that's bad. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say with this. It's bad. I'm not glorifying doing that. And I found that out till I was just like feeling alone again, where I'm going on all these dates, but they're leading to nowhere. But it wasn't their fault. Right. It was my own fault because I was so disconnected again. Right. I was so uh, sold to this idea that if they don't fuck you on the same on the first night, then they're on, they're not into you. Right. And maybe they were, you know. But these are with women that respect themselves and they really yeah. wanted to see some, something develop. But me being so aggressive and so direct and this and that, like, I fucked up. Yeah. So, again, intentionality, being honest with yourself, what is that you're looking for, especially when it comes to dating, loving, and creating relationships. You have to be really intentional and know what you want because otherwise, it's not that, you don't, it's not that you're not attractive. You make yourself not attractive. Right? Yeah. And I remember my friend Roberto one 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 he told me one he told me once, he's like, dude, like don't go so hard into that stuff. Like I mean if you're really looking for a relationship, like why the fuck are you pressuring yourself to do all these things? And it didn't hit me at first. But then I met a girl and I was just like, This is different. I got like I didn't feel lust. I felt attraction, but not lust. Right. I wasn't lusting over her, but I felt the attraction. I mean, honestly, I would get erections and all this stuff. Like, I would feel the whole tingle, but I didn't felt any lust. And that's when I felt the difference between... Of what he, want, of what he meant. Right. He told me that. So, to me, it was a, an eye-opener, because I was like, huh, now I actually understand. But I'm being more intentional now. Where, honestly, I I erased all my dating apps. You know, I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Why? Because even in the back of your mind, you're thinking, hopefully you find a, an easy one. Yeah. And just a one-night stand. But at the end of the day, the risk is too much right now. These days, STDs and just getting someone pregnant, I mean, it's not a good thing. So, and if I'm actually trying to find wifey, then I should focus on myself and just let her come whenever she has to come, you know? But, like, really focus on my own things, focus on myself, focus on the things that I'm going to do, which comes with passion. We're talking about the the lover being a passionate person, a creative person. 
So instead of using my lust and all that creative energy, all that sexual energy in other stuff and just wasting it, now I'm using all that energy of the lover to create this and do this and and just do more stuff. I mean, yesterday we filmed another program that is called Coffee Shop Talks, which is going to be a shorter version of the podcast where we talk about everyday life and stuff like that. So instead of using all that energy of passion and all those things and wasting it on things that doesn't really fulfill me, now I'm actually using it in things that are making my life better, fulfilling my life, not only mine but yours and the people around us, you know? So I feel like as a more as a more mature lover or the more mature you become, the better relationships you built and the more well rounded you become. Because you learn how to like choose really your fights and and how to like really live your life, if that makes sense. Or how to like uh, you know, kind of like where you're going, you right? Know? And like, it sucks that like we've had to go through all of the shadow lover stuff, and like that we've had to deal with our own, um, like, like your traumas and my self-esteem issues. Like, it's a shame that we've like had to go through that. I guess, like, the good part about that, I mean, the the good part about going through any bad situation is that once you recognize that cycle, now you can break it. Exactly. You can, like, literally work on being a better person. You know what I mean? Yep. And I think, I mean, you want to say something? And for me, that was like, you know, I was trying to get attention from other people, but instead of doing that, I literally stopped giving my attention to anybody. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I solely like focused on, dude, I think there was probably like a two or three year period where I didn't even play a guitar. Whereas leading up to that, that's all I ever did. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was in bands in high school, junior high, middle school. I mean, dude, I was riding the bus bringing my guitar. You know what I mean? I didn't have a case for it. I was just fucking hauling it around on the bus, beating Mm -hmm. the shit out of it. And then riding a different bus to my friend's house after school, being in garage bands and shit, like, that that's what I wanted to do. It was, like, music. Like, right. That's, that's all I've ever wanted to do. Well, like, just, I guess, somewhere along the lines, like, I just stopped picking it up. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. I can't really pinpoint what happened. Maybe it was working out. Maybe it wasn't. I have no idea. Zero clue. But, I mean, that happened for... It might have been more than two or three years. It might have been longer than that. But, I mean, I don't think... I didn't even get my guitar out of storage until 2019. (laughs) You know what I mean? And at that point, uh, my guitar was broken. Mm -hmm. Like, it warped so bad in my storage unit, I couldn't play it. So I had to go to a pawn shop and buy a guitar. Which I still have and play every day now. And it's like... I stopped doing the things that I was passionate about. And had always been passionate about. And I picked it back up. And instead of getting attention from other people, I gave myself attention and started doing things outside of work, outside of the gym that, you know what I mean, that benefited me. 
And this week, actually, I was thinking about a good example of, of my experience. Mm-hmm. That's how I became from the shadow lover to the mature lover. And I remember this instance with my dad. And I mean, I don't want to say that my dad is narcissistic because I don't think that's the case. He was just a victim of a victim. He was raised in a really toxic, bad environment. So he learned shit from shitty people. Mm -hmm. And he really didn't know how to like raise us or like how to be a good dad. Right. And I remember this time my dad, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden he starts yelling to my mom. And that's one of the things that I I don't like that. Right. So he starts yelling to my mom. My mom starts crying. And I get pissed off. I'm just like, fucking stop. You know, I'm the older. And as being the older and being a man, I'm supposed to protect my family, even from my dad. And I remember my dad just like yelling and punching the punching walls and just yelling at my mom and shit that I just got so tired. That I was just like, hey, like, shut the fuck up. Like, do that to me. I bet you won't. Like, I'm not a kid anymore. I will beat your ass. And... That's bad. You're not supposed to say that to your pet, like to your dad, you know? Yeah. You're not supposed to say that to the person that is supposed to protect you and be there for you and love you and this and that. And I remember I got so pissed off. And he got so pissed off at me that he just went out. And I followed him outside. And I was like, I was so pissed off at him. But it was, it was a rage. It was a rage because I was like, why don't you love us? Like, why are you like this? Why do you have to act like this with us? Right. Like, we're the only... we always there for you. We're always helping you. We're always doing this shit for you. Like, I'm doing all these things for you guys and this and that. My mom, too. Like, everybody's sacrificing for you and you're just a fucking asshole. And I had those feelings inside of me ball it up and see my mom crying and my brother and sister just going through the whole shit. And I remember going outside and I was like, fucking stop. And I remember he told me something like, I don't really remember what he told me, but he pissed me off more. And dude, like, as he pissed me off more, I just called him. I was like, you know what? You're a fucking faggot. You're no man. You're just a fucking bully. Like, I told, I, I said a lot of shit to my dad. It hurts me. It still hurts me sometimes because, like, as soon as I was done telling him all these things, he started crying. So now I'm feeling all this anger and now I'm feeling really bad because I made my dad cry. Right. And I was so disrespectful to my dad that I made him cry. I felt like shit. I felt like shit. I was just like so confused. I was like so, so emotional, so confused. So like, what the fuck did I just do? But I'm pissed off because he's doing this. And I'm supposed to protect my mom. But he's my dad too and I love him. It was just a lot of emotions that I started crying and I just went to my to my room. And then I remember I came out. And my dad calls my sister and my brother. And he's like, hey guys, what do you guys want to eat? Let, let me take you guys to eat. And he's hugging them and he's being all loving and caring. And I love you guys and you guys are my... It made me feel like shit. It made me feel like I was nothing. It really made me feel like I was nothing to like 
I fucking don't matter. I fucking don't matter. I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. It doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter how good I am. Nothing is going to be good enough. And that's how traumatized I was. That's the reason I beg for love. That's the reason I beg for love so much. Because, I mean, my own dad (laughs) did that shit to me. So I have to beg for other people for that love. And it's not a good time, dude. And what I'm saying with that, even though, like, it got me emotional, it's part of my past. But what I can tell you is that since I started working on myself, now I have a great relationship with my dad. And it took time. I'm not saying that it was just something that I did in a week. Right. It took time. Now I actually can have conversations with my dad. I'm grateful that he's my dad. I'm actually grateful for that experience. Right. I'm grateful for all the things that happened with him and 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 everything that happened because like if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here doing this, which is my passion, which is right. something that I love doing. Helping other people and just being there for somebody because I know how it feels to feel like shit, so I don't want other people to feel like shit. But the thing is like even though I grew up in that really toxic environment and that toxic bullshit. I want to change that cycle. Right. I want to break that cycle. I don't want to do that to my kids. I learned. But the thing is, like, I had to forgive my dad for everything that he did to me. I have to forgive him. Because I have to let go. Of all- and it wasn't for him. I'm not forgiving him for him. I'm forgiving him for myself because I don't right. need to carry those things. And if I want to become a well-rounded lover and a well-rounded man, then I have to take responsibility of myself. I have to love myself. It doesn't matter if he didn't love me. because I mean, he does. He does love me, but it was right. an immature type of <clears throat> of love. But now, I mean, we have conversations. We go have breakfast on Saturdays and Sundays. We hang out. Right. We do things together. Like now I have a really good relationship with him. And I told him, I was like, listen, I don't hate you. I'm grateful. Actually, the first time that we, when we record our first episode, dude, I remember coming to my house and I was so happy. I was just so fucking happy. And the first person that I see is my dad. I start bawling of how happy I was feeling. And my dad gets, uh, starts getting like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm just happy, you know? I recorded my first uh, podcast episode with my friend. Like, things are going to get great. Like, you know, like, and I remember I hugged him and I was like, thank you. Thank you for everything that you did. Thank you for like, I wouldn't change you. I wouldn't change you. Like, if I was born again, I would choose you because thanks to everything that happened, I'm here. I'm doing this, and I know where my life is going. And I feel like that's a good example for you guys to understand that that's part of being the good lover. Going from toxicity, going from being passive, being addictive, like all that bullshit, and then becoming more understanding, kind, and understanding other people. Because everybody comes from a different path. 
and just I think me understanding my dad and and where he comes from is what really heal our relationship. Right. And it's what really is what really is healing me become a more a better man. Right. And that basically just answered the whole goal of why is it good for a man to access his feminine side there? Because I mean, like realizing that your dad did something, whether he knew he was doing it or not, being in that moment, feeling your emotions, going through that, still having your spiritual side, but having your mom there to show you how to have emotion. Mm -hmm. And then like you literally like had to learn how to be understanding, Mm -hmm. which is part of the feminine side. You had to learn how to live in the moment instead of the past, which is part of your lover side. You had to allow yourself to feel your emotions in order to process them. That's your, your feminine and lover side. Like, not only did all of that happen, like it helped your spiritual side. Like it helped your spiritual side. And above all of that, like whether you understand why he did what he did or not, like you gained empathy, you know, Mm -hmm. whether you told him, I forgive you or not, you know, it's probably not going to make a difference to him. Mm-hmm. He's he's already over all that shit. You know, it doesn't it doesn't dwell on him like it dwells on you. Mm-hmm. So the important part of you forgiving him for yourself is the important part. Yeah. You know? And it's all about taking responsibility of yourself. That's the biggest part. Yeah. You know, being responsible of yourself. And because at the end of the day, like, my dad is going to die. Yeah. At some point, he's going to die. And that's his life. Am I going to keep grieving for all the shit that he did to me? Or I'm going to live the best years of my life with him? Right. Because that's what I learned, dude. It's like, my dad is not getting any younger. And at some point, I'm going to get the call. that He's not here anymore. Right. So I'd rather know that I live the last days of my dad or the last years with my dad. With him knowing how much I love him. How much I appreciate him. That having a grudge. Yeah. Then having a grudge. So I'd rather like really be happy when that happens. And being like, it doesn't matter how much shit happens. You were my hero. You were my my everything. And yeah, I forgive you. Not for you. Right. For me. And because I know shit happened to you, that make you who you are. Mm-hmm. And you have to be your own adult. Like he has to be his own adult to be responsible for his own shit. Right. And whether he, he, cause he's been, he's been changing more now that we're adults and stuff. Like now that everybody has their own life, he really changed a lot. You feel like it takes a lot of pressure off him now that you guys are adults. It's like, not like where pressure. he doesn't, where he doesn't feel like, cause I mean, to me, like from what, what you kind of talk about, maybe it seems like he had kids and then he realized that he wasn't given the tools to raise kids. And then maybe that frustrated him a lot. And it he- wasn't that man. Cause like whenever, like the way my right, my dad was the way my dad was raised. Uh-huh. Sorry. 
it was an environment where whatever he says, it has to happen. Like the machismo stuff. Like the manly, macho man, right. Mexican shit. The toxic shit. Well, not toxic, the stupid shit. So he felt like, just because we're... Uh, just because he's the dad, he's supposed to do whatever he wants with us. That's his power. Right. It doesn't matter if okay. we agree or we don't. If he tells you to do something, you're going to fucking do it. If he tells you to do something else and you don't do it, he's going to beat you up. And that's how he was raised. So he didn't learn anything different. And now that we're adults, he doesn't have any power over us. Right. Like, there's not. But do you feel like maybe, like, realizing you guys are adults, seeing you guys figuring your own lives out and not needing to be parented as, you know what I mean? Like not needing to have that. And that, that's the other thing that I think because that, like my dad wasn't ready. So I see what you're saying. You think that that makes, mm-hmm. makes it a little easier for him to like be more laid back? Well, actually I seen the other side of my dad now because now he's more worried about us. As to, right. as to a point where he's like, he wishes that he would have done better, mm-hmm. a better job right. before than what he did. And it's crazy because now he wants to give us, now he really wants to give us advices and stuff. Yeah. And it's kind of difficult to take advice from my dad because it's like, listen, like, right. I had to figure out this shit by myself. So, yeah. but at the end of the day that you, like me and my brother and sister, we understand where he's coming from. So we yeah. listen and whatever we can take, we take and whatever it doesn't work for us. We're just like, okay, dad, like, cool. Yeah. But we all three understand that. He's, he's, he's being intentional with it. Exactly. He's not being more intentional. He's being good. more. Yeah. Well, one of the big blessings that really changed our whole life whole situation was when my first nephew was born because he was a, like, he was a sunshine to everybody, dude. Even to myself. Like, honestly, when my nephew was born, it brought a, a different side of me. He's not my son, but I consider him my son. Like, I yeah. love him as my son, you know? I do whatever the fuck for them, for both of them. But in the first one, it changed me, it changed my mom, it changed my brother, it changed my sister, of course. And it changed my dad, too, because now he's a grandpa. Right. Now he has to... I guess he can be more loving, more than trying to raise a kid. Now he can actually be more a right. loving dad. Because it's not his job anymore to, to exactly. raise and guide them. It's no pressure. Exactly. You know what I mean? So you can see that cool, like good side about my dad and... Uh, last week it was my nephew's birthday and my dad has a bouncy house. Right. So he took the bouncy house to the, uh, to my sister's place. And in, dude, like it was a great experience because I saw my dad so excited to turn on the bouncy house and see my nephews just right. be happy. He was like, Hey, are they ready? So they can come out and see the bouncy house. And my sister was like, yeah, they're about to finish taking a shower. But he's like, okay, hurry up. Cause I want them to see them. I want, I want to see their faces. Right. And whenever he turned on the fancy house, you can see my dad being like, hey, listen, kid, like Carlitos, look, look, look at the castle. And Liam, look at the castle. And to me, it was just like, I wish he was like this with us when we were kids. Right. But at the same time, I'm happy that he's doing that with my nephews. Yeah. You know? And now that we're adults again, now that we're adults, it's a different situation because like he knows. He doesn't step out of our boundaries because now we have boundaries with him. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, listen. You're my dad and everything, but this is a line that you can't cross, okay? 
And if you cross it, we're going to have a problem. We're going to discuss it. And we're going to figure it out. Right. We're not going to get mad or like, no. But we're right. going to figure out what's going on. Yeah. So I guess that's, I mean, I guess that example, man, it just wraps around the whole lover experience. How to go from the from the shadow lover to really become a... And I'm not saying that I'm perfect because, honestly, I'm not absolutely with right. some other stuff. But the thing is, like, I feel myself becoming more well-rounded. I feel myself more of course, in tune with myself, my emotions. And just, like, different situations that we talk about, you know? Like, whenever people are trying to tempt me to, like, saying stupid comments and I'm just like, eh. Okay. I'm not gonna fight. Like you're not gonna get the anger out of me, or you're not gonna get this. You're not gonna get. Yeah, that you learn to rationalize and use your energy where you feel like it's exactly. needed. So, at the end of the day, like I said, I mean, I wouldn't change my death for anything. I wouldn't change what I went through for anything because I'm right here doing this. I know this is something big, and the reason I know this is something big because we've been getting setbacks every fucking yeah. week, dude. And just like. <laughs> Last week, you got a heat stroke, so we couldn't film anything. <laughs> it was you know? Yeah. It was awesome, dude. And then... Great times. This week, I'm like, man, I'm so excited to film some videos at the gym and this and that. Right. And guess what? I messed up my pack. <laughs> I injured myself. Yeah. And it's just like, golly, like, really? But the reason is because this is something good. This is something big. And this is, gonna, this is something that is going to impact people because they, again... Not a lot of people talk about this. Not a right. lot of people are as rough, as raw as we are. I really have no problem being vulnerable and you guys listen to my voice and me getting emotional because I know there's a lot of you guys going through shit. Right. And you guys need to start being vulnerable to your friends. Like, I have no problem being vulnerable in front of you. Yep. Because I trust you. I know you're not going to judge me. I, I know you're going to be there for me. So, again, finding your tribe, finding your people, finding the right people, the right men right. that are really going to help you develop yourself is always great and we want to be those men for you guys so you guys can come to us and we can be like listen like it's from here on you know whatever you did in your past we don't care we really don't what we care is what are you going to do from now on what's going to happen from today on and I mean, I don't know, man. Do you have anything else? I feel like I used to cover more. <laughs> Dude, this was your episode. This, I mean, we talked about the magician being your episode, but this was your episode, and I know that. I know that it hit home with you. It did, man. So that's it. Really that's did because, perfectly fine. And there's a lot of other topics that I could talk today, but those are more personal. Yeah. And I want to wait till things get more, and that goes with the addictive lover. Yeah. And. It's not the right moment for me to talk about those. Yeah. Not yet. But, I mean, I have a lot of fucking examples with this shit, dude. Like, Of course. And It's your avenue right here, man. Huh? This is your avenue right here. Yeah, dude. Like, it's crazy, man, because another part of being the lover and the immature lover is that, you know, like I said, with codependency, is that you're always there for other people. Right. But you're never there for yourself. Yep. And I was there for other people my whole fucking life. Like... Oh, you can do this, man. I trust you. You know, you can make it, man. Like, don't cry. Like, get over it. This and that, blah, blah, blah. But I wanted to kill myself. Yeah. How does that work? Doesn't make any fucking sense. No. But that's what codependency is. Right. Helping others, making other people's lives better, uh, 
You know, see, they're good in people. Ignoring the fact that you got shit going on. Exactly. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know your shit. And again, I mean, it's not that I knew I was shit, but it's just like all these experiences, all the things that I went through. Right. Make me feel like that. Like, made me feel unworthy of love. Made me, and it's as crazy as what I told you, dude. Whenever a girl wants to give me her attention, I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Leave me alone. You're crazy." But if I have to beg for the love, ooh, baby, <laughs> come my way. Right. You know, I'm gonna show you how to, how to, how to love. I'm gonna show you how to be, uh, wifey, and I'm gonna do all these things for you. Blah blah. blah. And now I'm like, no. You know, like I'm seeing somebody and things are going great, but at the same time, I'm taking them on a more mature way. Right. And that's completely different. And now I see what my friends were telling me, like, it's going to feel different. And it does, man, because it doesn't feel forced. I'm not forcing it. She's yeah. not forcing it. We're just flowing through like the motions and things. Yeah, you know? just relax and have a good time. Exactly. She misses me. I misses her. We have a good time. And I mean, if it's gonna develop to something good, if it's not, it's another experience. Yeah. You know? And just like we said before, I mean, is one less in the list to get to the right one. Right. And if she's the right one, I mean, welcome. Alright, man. So, um, kind of wrapping that up, um, actionables for, um, for the lover archetype. Well, we talked about this one uh, the first before we started recording. Yeah. And it's going to sound so vague and so overwhelming. But I'm going to try to make, make it as simple as I can. And you don't have to start. I mean, it takes time. But it's going to be love yourself. Right. Love yourself first. Now, actionables to love yourself first. It's going to be as simple as do you want ice cream? Go buy yourself some ice cream. Do you want uh, some shoes? Go get yourself those shoes. Right. I think something a little bit deeper than that would be like if you did something that was hard or something like that, giving yourself more credit. Oh, dude, that you know what I mean? <laughs> like give like give yourself more credit for what you did. You yep. know what I mean? Even if, even if it was, say you've been depressed lately and you got off the couch and you went to go get ice cream with your friend. Like, and listen, even if like you, you fucking got off the couch when you didn't want it to, you took that step. Listen, if you're depressed, give press, yourself some credit. If you're depressed and you have suicidal thoughts, just making it another day. Be grateful about that. Be yeah. be proud about yourself because yep. you made it another day. Yep. And believe me when I say that things are gonna get better because they will because they will. But be proud that you actually survive another day. Be proud that yeah. you defeated your depression on that day be proud that you defeated your anxiety that day be proud yep. that that you are who you are and you can be better yeah of course everyone but that doesn't mean that you're not worth it it only means that you're worth it to become and have a better life so start with the little things start right. with the little things and feel more proud about yourself even for the smallest thing if you if you were able to clean your room or if you were able to pick up some trash from your oh, room. Or... I got a good one. If you were able to do your laundry and fold it in the same day. <laughs> hey, man, that's a fucking win. That's a that's win. a big win that's for anybody. Win. Yeah, that's a win. You know, if you were able to go to the gym, if you were able to read a book, if you were able to watch a YouTube video that helped you with your depression or whatever it is, yeah. whatever you did that day. 
Give yourself credit. Give yourself credit. Yeah. Because it matters. It really does matter to your progression to get better. So number one is going to be love yourself. Give yourself the credit that you deserve. And understand that it's a process. Yep. So just practice. That's the reason those, these are actionables. I think another good one um, that I came up with was take part in a hobby that you're passionate about. Yeah. Um, maybe be more creative or imaginative. For me, I like playing music. You know, uh, that's a creative process for me. It keeps my mind calm. Yeah. And just kind of forget about everything else that's happening and I can just be in the moment. Um, and make some sick tunes as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, but I mean, it could it could be anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Fucking crochet, make a scrapbook. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just whatever, you, whatever. <laughs> Dig you, a hole for a body. Just, you know, whatever, yeah, whatever I mean, you're passionate you know, about. If you're a killer, killer, and you're passionate about killing, just do it. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> don't do it. Don't fucking. Do yeah, it. don't fucking do it. <laughs> don't do fuck. Yeah, don't do that shit. <laughs> uh, we are an LLC now. We're not liable for anything that happens. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't meant that. <laughs> it was just a joke, okay? Yeah. A joke. No, but really, uh, take part in a hobby that you're passionate about. Get creative. Be imaginative. Just do something you like doing. Have fun with it. Yeah. And uh, another one is spend time in nature. Mm-hmm. So... I don't mean you have to go out in the middle of the woods naked or anything and like that, <laughs> naked and afraid style. But I mean, like, go for a walk. It's been really nice out lately. Go for a walk yeah. without headphones on. Listen to the trees rustle. Then how are they supposed to listen to our podcast, man? <sighs> Dude, fuck this podcast. Man. <laughs> Ground yourself outside huh? in nature. Hiking is awesome. I love hiking. It's really meditating. I don't really do it enough. Uh, as I don't really have much free time with we this, should go lo- with we this should damn podcast work. taking up all my free time. Hey man, listen, when it starts to make the big bucks, I want to see you crying. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I, I did put in a bonus one here. In case you do have a significant other, the bonus one that I wanted to put in there is try being romantic. Mm-hmm. Plan a surprise date, write a love letter, Draw up a bath with some candles. Like, send a dick pic. Send a dick pic at work. You know what I mean? Like, do some... Unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> with a flower. Yeah, exactly. Put and a flower petal a nice on it. Just a nice flower on the side. Yeah, exactly. Something that's going to make you look, make it look good, man. Yeah, be romantic. Yeah. You know? And just, you know, be a little spontaneously romantic. Mm-hmm. That's uh, if you've got a significant other. And if you don't, then I guess... Maybe put some lotion on your good hand. <laughs> Draw up a bath for yourself, maybe. Uh, light up some candles. Light up some candles, musky ones, of course. And then uh, turn on, uh, turn on the Barry White music, dude. Barry White, Al Green, you know, like turn on some good music. Yeah, man. And Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean's a good one. Mm, man. Mm. Why am I erect? And then, uh, scream my pants. You know, like, give yourself a good romantic time. Yeah. Surprise yourself. (laughs) You know, maybe if you're right handed, bring the lefty up. I didn't know you were coming here today. My darling. You know, sit on your hand. It feels different. It's like it's not yours. It's like it's not yours. Just close your eyes and think of something different. Hey, man, this is all about the creative and being a lover. Also jerk off. You to know? each their own. But it's like, yeah, you know, do something romantic. 
for that's, yourself. That's my bonus one. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really sad, dude. <laughs> because I do that. <laughs> that's me on a Saturday I wonder night. why the only record you have is Barry White. I was wondering why. Now I get it. Why? The scratching of the vinyl. The sc- like a little bit of scratch on his voice. Ah, dude. Yeah. I think I need to go. All I'm saying is <laughs> all I'm saying, dude. That's all I'm saying. You guys don't need to know the details. Yeah. All you need all right, to guys. know is that I have a good time. So, so there's the actionables. On a serious note, we're really grateful for everything, all the feedback, everything that you guys have told us so far. And even if you tell us that we're assholes, we're grateful for the stuff too. Yeah. Uh, we don't care. <laughs> but uh, on a serious note, become a better lover. Be in touch with your feminine side. Make sure that you really know how to handle your emotions because that's going to make you a well-rounded man, a better person, not to only yourself, but to other people. And that's, when that's what is going to make a commun- your community better, your loved ones' lives better, just like pretty much everyone's. And most importantly, your life better, which at the end of the day, that's the goal. Remember, you cannot love once you cannot love someone if you don't love yourself. So give yourself the extra love that you need to give yourself each and every day. Uh, if you guys want to reach us, we have our uh, IG. My IG is underscore not Eddie Garcia underscore. Mine is that motherfucker Shanzi. And the Info Greatness, just like that, Info Greatness. Info Greatness. Guys, DM us if you have any questions, if you have anything you want to tell us, uh, please do. Follow us on Spotify, follow us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Instagram. Uh, We have a TikTok too, it's the same thing, Info Greatness. Yeah. On Facebook, Info Greatness. And if you guys, this is uh, something that we're going to be working on. If you guys feel, feel free to like, if you want to donate... We, I don't want to sound like like we're begging. That we're begging, but if you no. if you feel like it, you know we have a red circle account that you guys can donate on. The uh, link is on the bios. Uh, if you really enjoy what we're doing and you want to help us, I mean it's always welcome. And uh, one big prayer that we're gonna be working on next month is basically giving back. And by Thanksgiving, we want to make sure that we give the homeless and some people. Thanks. So we're going to be working on that and we're going to be giving you guys more details on what we want to do. Uh, yeah. So it's always about giving back, being the lover, be kind, create for more people, love people and love yourself and just give to others. Yeah. Well, guys, you have a great rest of the week because this is going to come on a Wednesday. So enjoy the rest of the week. Do great things. Enjoy your weekend, and we will see you on the next one. Peace. Pound. 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 Pound.